Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness, the podcast that focuses on sports cards, collectibles, the hobby, and everything in between. We've recently received a lot of feedback from folks on how best to submit cards to PSA. We know it can certainly be an intimidating process, especially if you don't know what you're doing. It's your first time or even your second and third time. So we decided, why don't we dedicate an entire Madness University episode to exactly that. We talked about deciding what cards should be graded, pricing, turnaround times, the different grading options that there are. And we even spent a bit of time going step by step through the submission process. So our hope is by the end of this episode, you'll all feel a little more comfortable with going out there and submitting your own cards to PSA. And for even the people who do feel comfortable doing it, Maybe you'll pick out a, a couple tricks as well. So why don't we get into it? Kick is on the way, and it is good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness. Here with LZ again. LZ, what's going on? Oh, Nick, doing well. Doing well. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. How's how's the week been? Have good. Uh, any any interesting interesting cards you've gotten back? Yeah, sure. We past. we got back. I have a 1986 Fleer box, empty, unfortunately. Otherwise, it would be worth a lot more. I got that box signed by Larry Bird, then Kareem, and I just had Magic finish it off this week. So it's signed by all three. It's pretty awesome. Awesome. Are you going to go any for, further with it? I think I'm going to stop. I was tempted. Really? To, I was tempted to get like the whole back signed. And I'm like, how am I even like, that's, that's ridiculous. Like I can't frame that. No. I, I, yeah. I think if you, if you started the back there, when would you ever stop? Right. right. It's kind of like now if MJ yeah. had a signing tomorrow, yeah, sure. We'll him. get that bad boy signed on the front, but that's not happening. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. You just, you got to cut it off eventually. Right. How about yeah. you? How was your your week in cards? Week in cards is pretty good. I got some interesting kind of random TTM through the mail cards back signed. And maybe we can get into that uh, a little later. But I also, the one card that I've been working on for a while, I think I mentioned it, but I finally got it slabbed and it came back from PSA. The 1980 scoring leaders, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Dr. J, triple card, got that back from PSA this week. Very excited about that one. So it's signed by all three of them. I think I've already mentioned this on, on the show, but I, I hadn't had it slabbed yet. So it's it's back in my possession. So it's a proud moment this week for me, Nick. I'm a little jealous about that one because we went to the same show and we cracked cards, the same card, and yours graded higher than mine. So I'm upset. Uh, it's okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I uh, I I felt I felt bad too because when I got the grade back, I had texted Nick and I'm like, "Oh, Nick, like I bought this thing as a seven, cracked it, and it came back a six. In in so many kind of more polite terms, you said basically, "Shut up!" Like <laughs> my mine came back lower than a six. I, hate I don't you. want to hear it. <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. All right, so LZ, we we have a cool episode here. We we talked and we we haven't done Madness University in a while, which is 
we, we got great feedback on it. So for the audience, we decided to do an entire episode that's sort of like a 101 episode on greeting cards. Specifically PSA, because um, for some people, it could be a bit of a nightmare, and that's, that's putting it lightly. And for others, it can be just intimidating. And even for experts, it's, it's tough to master. I mean, I put a survey out there for my Instagram. 90% of people said, I, I still don't understand fully how to submit properly to PSA. So I feel like I know enough to be dangerous. I feel like I know a little bit about it. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to, to walk through it. So I don't know. What do you think, Elsie? You think we should think this is a good topic? No, I, I think it's a great topic. I think we've actually already talked about how we wanted to do this for a while now. And I, I'm very happy that we got back to Madness University because I, I think it's a great segment too. And back to that survey that you did, like I'm in the same boat. I was actually happy to see the results of that survey because I'm like, oh, wow. Like I think that I have it figured out, but then I feel like every time I'm submitting, I have a question. I'm either Senate asking you or I'm Googling it or I'm just spending too much time on this. So it made me feel a little bit better that it seems like everybody's struggling with this. We're all struggling. So it's, yeah, it's a perfect episode. And perfect. we don't know everything either. So hopefully, maybe maybe we'll come up with a question today that we don't know that the audience can help us out with. But I, I think I think for the most part, we'll have we'll have a lot covered for people today. Perfect. So yeah. I will mention a shortcut for the audience that if you don't want to bother with PSA submissions, and it's just, you know what, I don't want to learn. It's way too intimidating. There is a shortcut around it. There are services out there, probably locally for you, and also nationally, that you can just send them 100 cards, however many cards you have, and they will actually submit it on your behalf and do some pre-screening. So I know Sports Card Investor run by Jeff Wilson, they have a grading service. They partner with somebody. You can send them in. I still would recommend that you listen to some of these tips because it's my philosophy. It's always good to learn how to mow the lawn. Just it's good to know. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'd recommend you follow along. So I will do my best. I, I'm going to do this verbally because I know a lot of you are probably in your car or working or something like that. So I think I can do it. It's, it's not a complicated process. And I'll give some tips along the way and everything. Now that sounds... That sounds great, Nick. Cool. cool, cool. Just getting into the grading, and we're going to focus on PSA today. When I think about whether I want to send a card in for grading, because there is a cost, there is a little bit of a hassle. You got to ship it and all that stuff. So there needs to be some thought whether you want to get a card graded or not. There are just some basic questions that that I ask myself. First, being, am I Am I going to flip this, right? Am I going to actually try to profit from this card and, and make some money off of it? If if that's the case, I probably do want to get it graded. There is a bit of, even for my personal collection, the cards that I really care about, and I want to make sure they're kind of taken care of and they're in a good case. That would be another reason why. What are some other reasons that maybe I'm not thinking of that you would want to get a card graded? Yeah, you mentioned flipping, which assumes a short-term horizon in terms of how long you're going to hold the card. So what I would first ask yourself is, what does this card mean to me? Is it part of my personal collection? And I'm never, ever, ever going to sell it. It's from my like great-grandfather, whatever. Then the only reason you would send it in is to protect it and get that thing protected. Cool. You feel good about it. If you're going to flip a card, yeah. All right. Cool. See, see what a 
card sells for on eBay, make sure you click the sold button. Don't look at what people are selling for on eBay. It's going to be like alien prices. Oh, um, boy. I yeah. made that mistake <laughs> right away for the first probably six months of selling cards. Yeah. I was I was looking at the sale price. Hit that sold tab. And then mm-hmm. even that's a little dicey. Sometimes mm-hmm. people shill bid, which means like they're bidding on their stuff for themselves to raise the price. But regardless, it's a good place to start. You can go there and see like, all right, what's the PSA 8 of this card sell for? How much did I spend on this card I'm holding? What's the price difference? What's the fee for grading? Does it jive, right? Now, there's other time horizons, right? Like maybe you want to hold on to this card for 20 years and it's like a gift to your son, whatever, when he turns 21, turns 18, something like that. That's an interesting question. You could wait and see what happens with the world and prices and grading companies and things like that. I guarantee you it's kind of like real estate taxes. I don't think grading fees are ever coming down. I think they're just going to continue to go up. So I don't think there's any point in waiting in terms of like fees. But I think if you're going to sell it long term or or medium term, you you need it graded and you need it slabbed. But when I when I say graded, it's you could just just focus on like authenticating the card rather than actually grading the card. If it's an autograph card, that's an, also a different decision. Maybe the autograph matters like a lot more than the actual card. So you grade the autograph. So it's really a card by card basis. But you, you know, you just start with eBay, see what it's worth, and I think. Before all of that, you just try to understand what you're going to do with the card, like mm-hmm. what's the purpose of it, and then you can decide. Yeah. I actually find that using the eBay app and going in and sorting by sold just takes a little bit longer. It just feels like a little clunkier than I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So there are some other apps out there, too, that can help you with the value. One of the ones I like to use, I think it's called One One Thirty Point. Is that what it is, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, So that yanks eBay as well as recent auctions. Right. Right. So that one, that one is easy. It's just a a tip for everybody. There probably is going to be many tips today, but if, if you find it to be a little clunky on the eBay side, you can look, look for that app or some of the other ones that are out there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So another consideration, obviously PSA is not the only grading company. It's what we're going to focus on today. Because it's it's the bulk of what's what's being graded right now, at least for sports cards. It's a different story for other card categories. So in terms of that, if you have a premium card, like a 52 Mantle or a 1986 Fleer Jordan or something like that, the value is just very simply going to be higher in a PSA holder than anything else. That's just a fact. The same thing goes for higher-end modern cards. A PSA 10 slab is going to consistently sell more than a Beckett 9.5 slab or an Mm -hmm. STC 10 slab. PSA is going to win out every time. Not necessarily the case with Pokemon cards and and some other things, uh, but for sports cards, it is right now. So what I would say is, if you're looking at value, the quick and dirty way to do it is go to PSA. If you like the look and feel of a different case, though, when it's for your personal collection, like I think Beckett's really nice. It's higher quality, in my opinion. It's a it's a thicker thicker plastic. It is. Then, yeah, do Beckett. Man, a lot of people like Beckett, and they mm-hmm. were kind of like the the originators of this. So, and some people like SGC because it kind of stands out a little. It's got like a nice black exterior to it. So that's that's preference, right? If you're going to keep it yourself, if you're going to sell it, honestly, it's just. Just go with PSA yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. So you you touched on one piece around like 
Pokemon and and things like that. What exactly does PSA grade? Because everything's getting graded now, right? You've seen DVDs, you've seen cassette tapes, you've seen all these different things. Like, what what does PSA get involved with? Yeah, I mean, they do sports cards. They've got Funkos now, which obviously are crazy popular. They just started grading those last year. Mm-hmm. There are particular sets that PSA up until like last summer was not grading because they felt like they didn't have enough information to decide whether it was authentic or not. The, the star cards from the 80s, that comes to mind. They, they started grading 85 star last year and there was a huge boom. So it's almost a way to get ahead of things. You can kind of feel like, hmm, where's PSA going to go with like the next chunk of, of grading? And then there'll be a massive spike. So you can just go on their website too and, and just, just hit submit and you can see like all the different stuff, which I'll, which I'll yeah. talk about in a little bit. Yeah, they, they, have, they actually have a really good website. I, I like it. It's clean. It kind of just quickly describes the, the grading levels, right? It's, it's basically a zero to 10. Right. And they do have they do have half points as well. But it, that's very clean. They give you examples of each. Their website shows you basically a, a Mickey Mantle 1952 and basically every single grade they have. So you can get a sense. But there's some kind of dead giveaways. Right. If you have a crease in a card, you're probably not going to get over a three on that. I think that's kind of the, the stance they take PSA. So that would be something just to if you think you can eyeball. The the thing is, is especially definitely the vintage are really tough to kind of eyeball, but set your expectations the right way when you're submitting to PSA. There are so many that I thought would be an eight, eight or a, 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 a nine or a 10, and it comes back a six or a seven. So I mean, just take like 10 seconds and get your kid's magnifying glass out. Just look at the card, like 10 seconds. You might mm-hmm. find a little, little something in that 10, maybe even the nine is gone. And it might not even be worth sending in at that point. It, this is like, and it's like a 10 second exercise. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good call. Good call. So speaking of the, the website, I did want to take a second and kind of review for the listeners from a pricing standpoint, right? You did mention that there are services that you can do it. You can pay them a fee, but if you're going sh- straight to PSA, how the kind of pricing service level, all that stuff looks like yeah, it's pretty complicated <laughs> yeah it, it 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 is um it basically ranges they they have a club they call it the collector's club that you can belong to you do have to pay a fee i'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that later but one of the benefits right is if you go with the club you can get discounts on submitting so if you're looking at it from that perspective cards will go from about $15 a card if you're in the club, depending on the value. And that's another thing. But if I just talk about the pricing wise, $15, you can only, you basically have to judge it yourself. Like this card, you search on eBay, look at some of the other sites. All right, this card, as long as it's below $199, you might be able to submit it for $15 a piece, right? If you think your card that's the is- the value of the card, $199, right? Correct. The value of the card. Value of the card, if and this is probably more so where like a lot of cards fall into, is the four ninety nine or less section. And if you have the collectors club, you can do that for about nineteen dollars a card. But you know anybody off the street is going to pay roughly about twenty five dollars a card. So again, you're looking at the card, do some research. 
think the card's valued at four ninety nine or below, you're going to be paying twenty five dollars. But then it, it it goes, it's going it's going up from there, and it all depends on the turnaround time. If you want better turnaround time, you can pay forty dollars a card, and that will get you kind of an estimated turnaround time of, of about twenty days. They say twenty days. Ugh, it's not it's not really twenty days. I mean. I've had some that have actually been better than the estimates, but typically it's worse than the estimates. So I think you need to temper your expectations there as well. And that's 20 that. days after it is entered. It could take them a century to <laughs> enter that thing. Oh, Nick, uh, that is such a good point, right? You you send it through FedEx or U.S. Postal Service. You track the thing. It, it gets there on, let's say, January 1st. And you're like, all right, great. It's going to go in the system on January 1st. Then you get an email on like March 15th that it entered into their system. We got it's your like, cards. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. So that's that's definitely something to also think about. So it's it's forty dollars and then it goes up from that, right? If if you think your card's about fifteen hundred or less, it's gonna be seventy five and it goes all the way up and it goes up and up and up. So there's all different stages. You know, they even have ten or more and what what those are and those go for like for instance if you were to bring we talk about it a lot but like let's say the 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 michael jordan 1986 rookie card you bring that thing in say it's say it's autographed too that's like a fifty thousand dollar card you're going to be paying like three thousand dollars for one card to be authenticated you know, now the turnaround time is going to be quick on that though which would be good right i think it's mm-hmm. like one one or two days that so yeah, there's there's many different options. It's it's actually probably a little difficult to explain it here today. I would just recommend go to their website. The website, if you go there, it does explain it pretty well. There's different kind of grids on the screen and you can go into each of them and get a little more information on it. But there there is that. So back to the ranges again it goes from let's say twenty dollars all the way up to could be three thousand dollars to grade one card. Right, you can goes higher than that in some cases. When it comes to turnaround times, again they have a great chart for that. So that premium is could be as little as three days. But if you're doing some of these like bulk submissions, which I haven't mentioned yet, but let's say you have a lot of cards, maybe you're in the middle of building a set. I was just building the 1986 set. I still am. I did a bulk submission of 60 cards at once. And when you do that many, you do get a discount. Okay. So you can get some kind of value bulk discounts, but those they're saying on their website, 65 days, I think it's closer to 90. I think it's a lot closer to 90 for those bulk submissions. You get what you pay for, right? If you're going to pay a premium, it's going to be a quicker turnaround time. If it's if you're going to pay less, it's going to be a longer, longer turnaround time. Sometimes um, you get lucky. Like I had a 50 plus card submission that I was crossing, so just taking from a different case to a PSA case that had a 65 day turn on it, and I got them back in like a month. It was crazy. I was like, see that? That's yeah. you never know. It's great. You never know. No, you you don't. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's one other day. One other thing with the values, I want to say before you try to get shiesty and uh, you got a five thousand dollar card, and you want to sneak that bad boy in at the value level. It's like twenty five bucks or whatever. 
what'll end up happening is they'll slap your card and it's all good. And then you get a fun little email from customer service saying, hey, buddy, I uh, just want to let you know the car's worth a lot more than uh, the level you paid for. If you want this car back, pay up. It's like Tony Soprano. Yeah. So <laughs> basically at that point, you're like, well, I kind of want the card back. So, I mean, most of the time it's good news because like you're getting an upgrade on the card, essentially. You, like I've been like surprised in a good way and I'm like happy to pay the extra money the better grade but some of them are ambiguous like autograph vintage cards you can get you can fudge it a little bit and you'd be like what are you talking about i haven't seen one of these sell in two years so i would try i try to get those subbed in at 500 or less and just see what happens but you know you might get an email back in a couple it's a polite email it's professional <laughs> but it depends yeah that that's that's got me thinking too i mean with this one of the sets that i'm building right now like if I make a good deal and maybe I find a card like in a basement that's got an autograph and I'm able to get a good deal on it and let's say I pay a thousand bucks for it, I would like PSA to 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 trust me that it's worth a thousand bucks, but you know, on the on the market it might be worth twenty five hundred, right? So or or four thousand. So yeah, you just gotta be careful with that. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so I I hope I didn't kind of confuse you all with the service levels, right? But basically, it's it's anywhere from three days to sixty five days is what they have on their website. Sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes you're pleasantly surprised, and it's less than that, which is great when that happens. But I mentioned the the collectors club, PSA collectors club, that they have. That if you know that you're going to be submitting a lot of cards. And you're more comfortable with you doing it yourself than using one of those services that Nick mentioned before. The Collectors Club can make a lot of sense. It's, I think it's roughly $100 a year to belong to the Collectors Club. And what it does is it gets you that exclusive pricing. It gets you exclusive pricing on bulk deals. It gets you exclusive pricing on just cards, kind of at the, especially the lower level, about $5 less per card. And then the good thing is, is I think it, yeah, it's, it's every month. Every month they come out with kind of specials. Crazy stuff. I, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? It could be tickets. This month we're going to do tickets. If you submit tickets, the price is only $15 or it could be, cards in the 80s like only 1980s cards and there's there's deals on those so that can be really helpful it can save you a lot of money i mean you do there is an upfront cost of 100 bucks so there's that some of the other benefits they actually have a, like a really quality magazine that they put out once a month and it has great articles the the pictures just the quality of it is is fantastic and they always have like a trends report, which is nice. What cards are the hottest this month when it comes to value? Which cards are declining in value the the most this month? And then they, it's like back in the day, many of us who collected would buy the Beckett magazine, right? And they would you'd be able to look up your cards and see the value of them. They do have a section in the magazine every month that also goes over some of the more popular sets and what the values of those cards are. So that's that's also a plus. I mean, I look forward to seeing it every every month when it comes in. So that's a, another good good piece as well. So again, if you can afford the $100 and you want to do this yourself, I would definitely recommend it. Definitely. 
Yeah, the price yeah. guides are nostalgic in a way. They have the old uh, Beckett price guides at the back, which I look forward to. It's it's kind of silly and it's really inconsequential, but they'll show like a few big sets like 86 Fleer, 69 Tops, 61 Fleer. And they'll show you the prices of the PSA 10s or the PSA 9s of those cards and, and what they're doing. So it's, I don't know, brings me back to childhood. Yeah. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that I, it's really, I wanted to tell a story if I could, Nick, about this week because it fits like so well because I had like this internal debate with one of the TTMs that showed up through the mail that showed up at my house this week. I went through a little bit of a kick probably over the winter with garbage pail kids, cards, garbage pail kid cards. And the whole reason why I went through it is I was on this kick of how many different celebrity autographs could I get? And I'm like, well, how do you find celebrity trading cards? And there aren't really many of them. But Garbage Pail has a lot of different series. They have like a series that's dedicated to movies and sitcoms and music artists. So that's why I kind of went down this rabbit hole with Garbage Pail. And one in particular was a voice actor, Peter Cullen. He's actually very famous. You'll you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. You'll know this voice. He is the voice of Optimus Prime. Transformers, Optimus Prime. We all know that voice. So he signs through the mail, which is great. And he's also, which is weird because I don't remember ever hearing this character speak, but the Predator and the Predator movies, he was the voice of the Predator which I thought was interesting. But Garbage Pail had a card for Optimus Prime. They had a card for for the Predator. So I mailed it to him, and that was back in like probably March, and it showed up yesterday. And I was really excited because it was like high-quality signature. Like he actually must have like paint pens at home because he did it in like one of them in a nice red and another one in a nice yellow. And it's like, you never see yellow when you're doing one of these through the mail. So I was like very excited, opened it up. And then I went to take the card out of the case. And I noticed that he didn't sign the card. He signed the case. It's just like, oh, oh no. It's like these two beautiful autographs on really kind of cool garbage bale cards. Happened now to me it's like, too, man. Oh. It's happened to me too. I'm like, oh, what do, <laughs> what do I do? So I, I, I'm having this internal debate on, should I cut out the signature out of the case? Like use a really good pair of scissors, cut out the signature and tape it, glue it onto these cards. And I, I think I, I think I might do it and whether we'll see if it passes PSA. What oh, what are your yeah. thoughts to that, Nick? So first of all, thought? before you go the I don't know the uh, arts and crafts fair route, I would okay. try again maybe and send them and just be like, hey, send them without plastic this time and just yeah. like, hey man, my bad. So I've done that. I've also gone the other way and I said, you know what? If Panini does stickers, Nick can do stickers. So <laughs> I I cut out the the autograph on a on a ref auto that I needed on a checklist. I, I super glued the silly thing to the card. And then, yeah, it's, it's funny because I wanted to talk about this anyway. Y- you can send that to PSA and they will slab it. 
Now, they will call it a cut card because it's not really like the original card anymore. You kind of glued some stuff to it. It's oh, almost God. like a custom card at that point. Yeah. And you can, you can actually do that. Like you can just go sit there and cut up some paper and make a custom card and have somebody sign it. And you, you can't go through the traditional process of like, this is the set. This is the year. This is the autograph. You just got to be like, all right, here, just please slap this. Like I know, I know this guy signed it. So if you ever see like trading card for PSA on eBay or anywhere else, that's what happened. So submitting it as card in quotes is is cheaper and faster and there's less authentication involved because they don't really care you they just call it card it's like about as boring as a kid <laughs> like card signed by this guy right it's one thing you got to be careful there is like let's see you let's say you see like a, a 1980 tops really expensive card in a good grade but it's on eBay, there's no grade, and it's in a trading card slab, high, high probability that that's a reprint because yeah. they have no problem slabbing a reprint. They call mm -hmm. it a trading card. There's nothing wrong with it. But you got to wonder, like, hmm, if, if somebody had that card and they really wanted to get some value, they'd do it the right way. They wouldn't just, like, send it as a trading card. But, again, it is a cheap option. Like, if you... If you want to have a lower tier card and get it signed by somebody and have them sign a reprint card, that's cool. And it, it's a good service for custom cards. And some people don't care. They just want the cheapest way to protect the thing. And so in that case, if it's for your PC, just send them a bunch of cards to the to the trading card route. It's it's cheaper than all the service levels LZ just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that actually reminds me of an, another quick story too. When I first started doing autographs and started sending these to PSA, I wish I had this podcast, 101 podcast, before I sent them. I made I made a mistake when I did the submission, and I chose kind of that more trading card option. So I have like my first couple autographs in cards are trading cards. And I remember I brought them to a show once, and I was like trying to like make a deal. And I remember showing them to a couple guys, and they were just kind of like totally dismissive of the cards. And that's why, because they're like, well, I don't even know if this is a real card or not. So it was a mistake, and we don't want any of you, the listeners, to make this mistake. So, Nick, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no worries. So I, I think what I'm going to do next is is kind of the meat of this this episode. So I'm going to walk through again verbally. how to, Just like the basics, there's like four or five steps to submit a card. This is very intimidating for somebody that hasn't done it before. Somebody that we'll eventually have on the pod, a good friend of ours. He's he still hasn't submitted anything to PSA. He's too intimidated by the process. So that should tell you something right there. If if you can learn one or two things from the next, I would say three to four minutes might help you, might speed things up or whatever. So first things first, sign up for PSA, right? Go to PSACard.com and sign up. This isn't the membership thing LZ was talking about. This is just like just sign up with an account, an email address, get your address in there. Get all your phone number, everything. Make sure it's all legit because you're going to want them to be able to reach you. Do not use like a throw or an email or anything like that. Got to be reachable. So build that up. After that, super easy. You literally find the submit button. If you can't find it, just Google PSA submit. And you'll be able to do that too. It's and, a big uh, blue button at the top right yeah. hand side of the screen. It's tough can't to miss, miss that one. Can't yeah. miss it. So mm -hmm. that gets you to page one, which again is super easy. It's like, what's your item, right? For almost 
everything everybody's sending in that's listening right now, it's going to be a trading card, which is the top button. It's already selected for you. Super, super easy. Now, there are some oversized trading cards. You go down a little bit. There's packs. You can actually slap packs and Funkos and tickets and things like that. Whatever you got, look at the menu, click it, and hit next. Easy, right? At least, at least I hope it's easy. <laughs> and then you go to submission type. And there's only four choices here. So it's not too, too bad. First one is grading. So again, that's what 99% of us are going to want to do. There's some other stuff like you can have something reviewed. You can cross. Probably the other one you use the most is a crossover. So if you have a Beckett card and you want it to go in a PSA slab, then you just hit crossover boop, and follow the steps. But for this, I'm just going to focus on grading. So we're going to hit that. It's the top button. And again, it's almost like there's always four choices, right? So this opens up another little world. And they're actually really good. They show you what the label is going to look like, which is awesome. So I screwed this up for the first at least three months of submitting stuff to PSA. So I was just like, I don't know, I'll do like authentic or something like that. And what ended up happening was I was slabbing like a really beautiful card that probably could have been like a PSA not. And I got no credit for it whatsoever because I just slabbed it and it said authentic. So I'm an idiot. But anyway, at this step, at this grading step, you get to choose. So do you, there's really four states of the card. And that's if it's autographed. So if it's a not autographed card, you can just be like, all right, cool. I, I either want it authenticated or I want it graded. That's it. Now, if it's autographed, then you got some choices. You could say, I want the card graded and I want the autograph graded. Dual, dual grading. Good stuff. A little bit more money. I think they add 20% to the fee for that. Now, if you just want the autograph graded, because maybe it's like a really beat to crap card, but it's a rare it's a rare autograph or something like that. So, it'll be, but it's it's beautiful. You get the auto graded. If it's the reverse of that, where you you have this beautiful card and just a crap autograph that's hard to see, then you could just just grade the card and the autograph autograph comes back authentic. There's a choice for each one of these. You click on it and you hit next. And then this gets to a page where. This is where Larry was, where LZ was talking about the service level. So you, this is where you choose the speed that you're going to submit and the value of the item. And between those two things, you're going to select something here. So for the purposes of this one, I'm going to do regular speed, which I think is like 15 days. It's stuff under 1500 bucks. And I believe it's an A9 card. And with an autograph, it's probably like 120 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we'll click that. On to the next page. And so this is where it takes a little bit of time. This is the, the beefy part of the submission where you're going to want to enter the card year and the player and the card number. But what's really cool about what PSA has got here, once you start typing, it preloads things for you. So let's say it's like 1986 Fleer Larry Bird, but you don't like have the card on you or whatever. All you got to do is start typing like 1986 Larry Bird. It'll like boom, boom, boom. It'll like It'll let you pick from a drop-down menu. Select that thing. Tell tell the value. Be as honest as possible on the value because this has happened to, to friends of mine. If something happens to that card, let's say it, you bought it for 1500 bucks, right? And that's what that's the level we're doing. And you put the value as 500 Like ESA chews it up trying to get into a slab or the mail gets lost in the mail from them to you, which is their responsibility. They're going to be like, well, hey, you told me it was uh, 500 So that's all you're getting. Oh. So 
you want to be you want to be pretty honest here on this step. Uh, you can add the autograph signer and then hit add, hit save. And then the next step is really just shipping and billing. I mean, this is your standard stuff you buy online anywhere, right? It's going to ask you, there's one choice here that that's interesting. You could keep it in their vault or ship it back to you, right? There's benefits to having it in the vault. There's a good chance there's no sales tax. If you're buying something directly and want to vault it with them, there's storage and it's safe. You can go immediately to, to Golden and auction it off from the vault. You can can go direct to other places. So there's a little bit of a benefit there. Most of the time for me, I ship it back because I like to control the card and then I can send it to a vault or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and they calculate the return shipping based on the value of the card and the service you're using. They do not use UPS anymore because they had a theft problem where pretty much it was a large percentage of crown shipped packages with UPS were just getting stolen. Like if they had PSA on the, the title, forget it. Like that thing's getting opened and searched. So they've actually had to like disguise. They'll say like, this is from Jeff Smith at in California. And they've had put like names on the labels. And even when you send now, you don't put PSA on there. Uh, it tells you where to send. It's CU receiving. And you can only send from... Postal Service or FedEx. You cannot send UPS. So those are your only two choices other than walking it there yourself. And so basically you you run through that. They give you a price. You punch in your credit card info. You do not pay. So like if they take one year to slab your stuff and ship it back, you're not paying for a year. So they don't charge you immediately. Uh, they charge you when it's done. So it's kind of interesting there. And it's good to know if you have like a huge submission, right? That's that. We're not done though, because no, this stuff not. can get this stuff <laughs> can get screwed up too. So you've mm -hmm. done everything. You've done everything on on the site. Congratulations! You have your first submission. You'll get an email confirming that first submission. Now you've got to ship the stuff to them, right? And this is easy to screw up. I think LZ did this on like his first couple cards he got signed at a Celtics team. So we mentioned the carrier you should use, right? I would highly recommend you check out PirateShip.com. It's very user-friendly. You can repeatedly send stuff to an existing contact with like a couple clicks. The Postal Service website is not good. It's not. To this. Mm -hmm. And Pirate Ship saves you money because they get the, the bulk discount or whatever. You can do priority labels. You can do UPS labels. You can do FedEx labels. You can do anything on there. It's all tracked and, and they have reports. Awesome. So I highly recommend that. I would sign up. It's free. In about two minutes. Pirate Ship. You can do add insurance on there and everything. So... When you ship to PSA, pack that sucker good on a couple of stiff pieces of cardboard or plastic, some rubber bands, like a case, put do not bend all over that package, pray a little bit, do a dance, whatever you got to do, and just pack it up nicely. And then one very, very, very important step, they give you a barcode for the order. You want to cut that barcode out, put it on the front. If it's value, write value under it. If it's express, write express under it. Because when they get that thing in receiving, they scan that fast. If you don't do that, it will delay your package weeks, as LZ can attest to. Right? Oh, yes. Yes. It was my, I think it was my first, my first submission. It was a Tatum signed card. And I think, I'm pretty sure it was a Tatum autograph, Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics, and a Luka Doncic signed autograph. Both of them. I, Where are they? I don't know. And it know. just, it just, I, again, I didn't, I didn't know that I needed to put that barcode on it. I just learned something right now, though. 
I didn't know that you're supposed to also write express at the bottom of it. Yeah. So you're going to get, Ooh, it makes I them didn't... pay attention. Like they use that to sort. Oh, okay. Well, that's something I just learned. That's so what great. I do is I, I write express in Sharpie. Then I get the label, take a piece of tape and put it over the thing and we're good. And I remember busting Larry's chops, these chops last year. I'm like, dude, well, what did you do? What kind would you use? Elmer's glue or something like that? He's like, come on, man. I, I used, I used gorilla glue. Like, what are you talking about? So. All right. I, I trust that you did it okay. So anyway, just use clear packing tape. Do not use like cloudy tape or any of that stuff. Like you've got to be no. able to scan that thing. Other than that, it's, it's good. Like I do like an envelope within an envelope within an envelope usually. And mm-hmm. then just make sure it's insured so you don't get screwed if something happens. Insurance is cheap. We're talking like 20 bucks for a couple thousand. It's it's just so worth it. And then one of the, actually, you know what? I'll get into the, into the tricks in a little bit. There's There's a couple more tricks I want to mention. I've been talking a lot and I want LZ. I think he's got some advice on, on the customer service angle of PSA. Yes. Yes, I do. I do want to mention one other thing. First, I want to preface, don't get overwhelmed by the shipping. Like I know me and Nick just threw a lot at you. I hope it didn't feel like a lot. But after you do like two of these, you're going to be comfortable. To Nick's point, you just need some good envelopes. You need some clear packing tape and some rubber bands and some like extra cardboard if you really want to pack your pack your card nicely and that's it so don't don't get overwhelmed about that for you're sure just ma- you're just mailing something it's just a little, that's it it's a couple steps you know? that's it the one thing that i would also say to do it i think especially with the u.s postal service i want to say it's like at least for me so mine goes from Boston all the way across the country to California to to PSA. They charge me like $3.50 for signature required. So when it shows up, if I don't do that, what ends up happening is I don't get any alerts that it arrived. But when I do do the signature required, I will get an alert from USPS that it was delivered and like somebody signed for it. Now, do I really believe that somebody signed for it because they're getting like thousands of packages a day? I don't know. Maybe, but they probably have some bulk way of signing for it. But that that to me, especially when it's something of high value and you're worried about whether it's going to get there or not, that's worth to me the extra $3.50. So I would do that as well. Yeah. Plus, I feel like the package, if it says signature required on it, it's kind of like, eh, if I'm going to steal something, that might not be the best package to steal yeah, something from. Right. There's some insurance on here and all yeah. that, all that stuff as well. So, yes, let's get to the, the customer service side of it. Couple things around that. I, the, the, the best way I've seen it done to get in touch with customer service, they are, they're they're a bit overwhelmed because they're getting a lot of calls from us. I mean, it's amazing how many how many submissions they do. But if you can get on the phone with them, they're very helpful. I strongly suggest that they they open up, which would be I think it's a eleven a.m. Eastern time. So it would be what ten? I'm sorry, eight a.m. Pacific time is when their customer service opens up. I would strongly recommend if you have like a serious question that you need answered. Get in the queue probably at least a half an hour, even a little bit earlier than that. Like uh, maybe an hour. No way, man. Maybe, no way, man. Maybe you want to get in that queue at 10.01. <laughs> yeah, 10.01. So 59 minutes ahead of time. Just put it on speakerphone. Leave it on your desk. Continue doing your work or whatever you're doing. 
but you you definitely you definitely want to because if not i have called at like my break time like at lunchtime and it's like oh you're the 98th caller and it's like oh man it's going to be tough to get to to get get through to them so I, again strongly suggest get in there about 59 minutes early and just put your phone down but once you get on the phone with somebody they're great they're actually really good. I, I actually have a story. This 1986 set, one of the deceased players, Dennis Johnson, played for the Celtics. He's a very tough card to get because he's since deceased, especially the autograph. They had sent, PSA had graded a card, the card, sent it back to me. And I did not have time to actually sign for it and get the card. So the way it works is I think the post office will basically come like, three times or FedEx will come like three times. If no one's there, they send it back to PSA. So I got an alert that it got sent back to PSA and I freaked out because the Dennis Johnson card worth a lot of money. So I called them. I got on the phone with them at the right time. They were very helpful. They told me, listen, sir, we will find your card. We're going to be waiting for it. We'll take care of it. They put me at ease. And then they also followed up with an email too. And then I was able to conversate with them over email and and track the whole situation. And yes, it had to go all the way back to California. They had to receive it, but they got it back to me. Let's say it probably took another two weeks by the time everything happened, but I it did, they gave me assurances that they had my card. They were taking care of it. So it ended up being a pleasant experience. So if you can get on the phone with them, there's great people over there. And then also they, they use email, which is which is really good. So those are just some tricks around the customer service of PSA. Yeah, that reminds me of, I had a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar rookie card. This particular card was probably five, $6,000. And the PSA boxes they used to use could probably survive nuclear winter. These things were like, <laughs> I mean, an elephant could stomp on it. And so my buddy works for UPS. He said this was an oh crap box. So this is, you'd deliver it and say, oh crap, and run. Essentially, my <laughs> ESA box was flattened into a pancake, like like two inches. Like I didn't even think it was possible. I have no idea how they did it, maybe with a forklift or something. And then it was inside this other box. So I opened it up. I'm like, oh boy, this, this is going to be fun. And believe it or not, man, I mean, I guess this attests to slabbing a card. It was cracked beyond belief, but Customer service was great. They they had the head grader. They looked at the car. They're like, the car doesn't change. And they shipped it to me and they dealt with all of that. I mean, the UPS denied the claim, which was crazy. But PSA took care of it. They gave me the money to for shipping and all that stuff back and regrading. And and we were good. But like crazy stuff happens. So just be prepared for it. And insurance yeah. is not a guarantee either. Like take pictures of like stuff that you're packing just to show you're packing properly and save your seats, stuff like just basic stuff like that. And make mm -hmm. sure you, yeah, one, so one last trick I'll mention, this will save you some money because I did this in the first six months and it was crazy. I would have like three different orders leaving my house in three different envelopes. And I just thought that's what you had to do. Like, I didn't think you could combine orders and you totally can. It's not very easy. Obviously, like it gets thick when you're starting to like put things in cardboard sandwiches, but you can find a box or whatever and submit, I don't know, 10 orders in the same box and you're going to save on shipping. So again, you just each order, you have a barcode, you slap it to the outside. So 
I'd recommend you doing do that as well. So like I was telling LZ, I think like this episode, all of this stuff, it might be a lot for you. Go back, re-listen, re-listen to the part about the grading or how to submit. Hit us up on Instagram too. I'm Boston Card Hunter, Larry Autograph Stalker. We'll help you. We'll answer any questions, but this should at least give you enough knowledge to to do one yourself and give it a shot, right? So hopefully it was helpful. I know we felt like this was an episode that was needed. It was needed. I think I took two extra notes, two things that I learned tonight too, which is great. And to Nick's point, hopefully, hopefully this kind of helped level set you a bit, make you comfortable. But please provide us feedback. Like if if we want to dive deeper into maybe even just like what decisions we you should make on different grades, right? Nick went into that a little bit, but we could probably dive into that even a bit further as well. So please provide us feedback. That would be that would be great. We we want to hear hear that always. You know, you can obviously you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also all the major podcast platforms. We're on YouTube as well. So there's many different ways to reach out to us. So hopefully you enjoyed this show and you got something out of it. I know I did. And uh, keep the feedback coming, everybody. Great. Great. Yeah, I think this was, I feel like I learned something too, or at least like I I got this off my chest. <laughs> All of my years of <laughs> errors and everything. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's the pod.